Thanks to our sponsors, The Genesis Group, First Eyes, and Abbey Media. That's abbimedia.com. They host my website, thecountrywriter.com, where you can send me a message or buy one of my books, including my newest book about puns. It's called Puns for Grown People. This week, Stranded at Christmas. It wasn't so long ago that people who could afford to decorate the outside of their house during Christmas were limited to a few strands of lights. Sometimes it was all they could afford. Other times it had to do with the patience of the dad who lived there. Today, people put up light shows that shine all over their house and front yard and are timed to music and can be tuned in on a car radio by those who drive by to see the show. People spend a lot of money, time, and effort to create something fun. When I was a kid, we drove the Buick by the handful of houses that had lights at all. If you're young, you've never experienced the post-Thanksgiving joy of helping your father drag the strings of Christmas lights out of storage and plug them in with the hope that they'll all come on. Because if they didn't all come on, you got to hear a string of something else. You see, Christmas lights used to be an all-or-nothing proposition. If one single bulb didn't work, the whole strand didn't work. I never understood this, but I did understand that if the lights didn't come on with the first try, I was going to spend the rest of my holiday weekend helping my dad find all the dead light bulbs. And I say light bulbs because due to their fragility, the filaments in each bulb could easily be bumped, causing more than one to no longer work. So it might be more than one light bulb was out, which meant an even longer weekend trying to narrow it down to the dead bulbs. It was through this experience that I learned that men aren't nearly as excited about holiday decorations as women are. The simple reason, I think, is that men have to deal with non-functioning lights and other holiday decorations. The ladies seem to be there to tell the men that, hey, some of those light bulbs aren't working. We also didn't have a Walmart or other store to drive to and buy replacement bulbs. Dads would rob bulbs from other holiday strands that had died the previous Christmas or before, and there was no bulb tester, so it was hit and miss. You could tell how dedicated a dad was to a display of lights at any given house by the gradual reduction in the number of strands that hung out front over the years. For example, in 1966, there might be five strands of red, blue, green, white, and yellow lights hanging from the roof, and by 1970, there might be one. That's why dads liked hanging Christmas stockings. Nothing to break, stop working, etc. You just take them out of the storage box, dust them off, hang them up along the mantel on either side of the chimney. Also, mom sewed or glued on the name of the kid who owned each stocking, so there was no confusion about the order in which they should be hung. It was oldest to youngest, left to right. Another reliable Christmas decoration was tinsel. I don't see tinsel much anymore at all, but we used to put it on our Christmas trees a lot. It came in boxes, and each kid got a box or two and was told to put it on the tree while Dad said things under his breath while trying to get the lights to work. You could tell that the youngest kids were in charge of the lower limbs, the tinsel generally looked better as you looked up the tree. Moms also popped popcorn so that kids could sew strands of it together and hang it on the tree once they finished slinging the tinsel. 
Youngsters would spend hours running a needle and thread through kernel after kernel. Popcorn seems to have gone the way of tinsel, and that's too bad. Children also would make Christmas decorations in school and Sunday school. Many of the decorations were made from different colors of construction paper, which also decorated the tree. One fairly universal decoration with construction paper were the loop rings, which were cut out in strips and then secured together by LePage glue. That was the glue in the glass bottle that had the bendable rubber tip on it as an applicator. Other decorations might be constructed from cardboard boxes or whatever else teachers and parents had easy access to. You see, you didn't need a lot of money to make Christmas decorations, just a lot of family time and imagination. And that was what made Christmas Christmas. Dad struggling to get the lights working, moms pointing out which bulbs didn't work, kids throwing tinsel, sewing popcorn, and gluing construction paper loops. Sure, it's easier, and maybe even prettier, to buy a light kit and put it up out front, plug it in, and stand in the living room and watch cars drive by and look at your house. But seeing children build a nativity scene in Sunday school and then proudly display it under the tree, is the point of decorating for the holidays. For he is the reason for the season. I'm John Moore. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you have a great rest of the week. God bless.